Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic. Justin here, back live from The Vibe for episode 15 of the TWC show. Your eyes aren't tripping. Things look a little bit different. Devin couldn't make it here this weekend because he had a wedding, but he is here in spirit because he was sick last week, and now I'm sick this week, a little under the weather. But I made sure, you know, that even if I'm going to sing out of tune, I got some friends by my side. We got some people coming up on the show this week. Nick Lamb from the Veteran Minimums show, as well as you might remember him from uh, the Jerks podcast that I was on for a few weeks, and I was guest on a couple of weeks before that as well but um he's gonna come on here he's gonna talk with me about raw smackdown nxt and all the stuff wrestling then i got my boy aj francis coming on this is the first time i'm actually talking to him face to face but he really wanted to come on and we're gonna shoot the shit about wrestling as well but before we do that i just want to get all the promo stuff out of the way so i can just talk to wrestling with these guys and i can get out of here and get some rest and get to bed because i'm extremely tired and i don't feel good at all but you know gotta do the thing gotta give the people their show um First things first, shout out to Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, winning the Universal Championship today. Yes, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm recording this today. I'll probably be on on Saturday or Sunday. But I thought I'd throw that out there. And I just got to give a bunch of shout outs. First things first, this hat. Shout out to mm, Brandon Savage on uh, Instagram. He sent me this madness hat. Really dig it. He knows I'm a huge Macho Man Randy Savage fan. And I really appreciate the hat. Also, shout out to Wrestling for Sale. Sent me this Macho Man shirt years ago when I when he first started his page. It was one of my first ever Macho Man Randy Savage shirts from this era, the NWO era. If you don't know who Wrestling for Sale is, I don't know what you're doing. Go check out his page. He sells vintage merchandise from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, all over the place, man. All the vintage wrestling merchandise you've been looking for. Or if you watch a network and you see old merchandise in the crowd, you're like, man, I wish I could get that shirt. I can almost promise you that you could probably get it from Wrestling for Sale. He will find it for you. Um, and Wrestling for Sale, this upcoming weekend is probably going to be already happening by the time this episode comes out. We'll be working together with Chalkline Official at ComplexCon for two days. They're having Kevin Nash and Scott Hall come through, do a signing. Obviously, I'm rocking Chalkline every week, a different jacket every week. I haven't worn the same jacket twice unless it's a Wrestling Classic jacket. So it tells you how much fire they drop each and every single uh, month. Um, so check out them at ComplexCon and also, guys, exclusively to this podcast. I don't share this on my page at all. You'll never see me share this promo code unless other people are spreading it around. But TWC15 is your promo code for Chalkline Official all throughout the year, every month, every day. Use that promo code. Save yourself 15% on all of your Chalkline Official gear, whether it's jackets, whether it's the, the, the T-shirts, the shoes, the shorts. Um, well, anything else they sell, whether it's wrestling related or not wrestling related, whether it's the Nickelodeon jackets, whether they're hip hop related jackets or the wrestling jackets, you can save yourself 15% by using the promo code TWC15 and you only get that by listening to this show. Um, so save yourself some money on some chalk line gear. 
Um, also want to give a quick shout out to Cardillo Weight Belts and Ice Shaker. Always represented here on the TBC show. I want to give a huge shout out for Steve Cardillo. If you saw on Halloween, I posted a video of him uh, rocking Macho Man's actual gear that Macho Man gave to him. And he's always repping the Wrestling Classic shirt. And I really appreciate it. If you're looking for weight belts, if you're a bodybuilder, you're just a collector. He made all the weight belts throughout the years for the likes of Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, John Cena. If you see The Rock in his, on his Instagram page working out, he's always rocking a Cardillo weight belt. Um, so check out Cardillo weight belts, uh, the best in the business. If you ask me, strap up, do the thing. And last, but definitely not least, wait, never mind. I got two to go. Whew. You know, this is how you can make money here. VP classic, check out VP classic. If you're looking for sunglasses, uh, glasses, contacts, any of that, check out vision pros online. There's visionpros.com and visionpros.ca. You can save yourself money by using the promo code VP classic. Uh, whether they're prescription glasses or just regular sunglasses or glasses that you need, you can get them for 25% off when you use the promo code VP Classic. I would recommend going to any of your local glasses stores, trying things on, seeing what suits you, and then going to either visionpros.com or visionpros.ca, ordering those glasses online and saving 25% on them by using the promo code VP Classic. Now, last but not least, huge shout out to my boys at Maestro Classic. I'm going to read a little blurb about them really quickly to you guys. And. Uh, Tell you why Maestro Classic is my favorite beard care company of all time. Um, this is what I mean. I'm a little under the weather because I'm a little bit more prepared than this. But Maestro Classic is the best beard care and is undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. It's sulfate-free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin. Has beard butter to condition it and beard oil to help it shine. Be sure to check out Maestro Classic. Um, honestly, they groom and they do all their grooming for all the professional wrestlers in the WWE and the license do that stuff and honestly man they have merchandise out now they just dropped hoodies and stuff do check them out if you go to maestroclassics.com use the promo code uh twc classic um and save yourself oh no twc maestro and save yourself some money once again guys a little under the weather trying to get through these so we can get them out of the way and just talk wrestling but check out maestro classic honestly some of my favorite people um and their products actually work man i use it my beard always feels clean there's no knots it's fresh and it looks better um, keeps it well conditioned and who doesn't want a well conditioned beard no girl wants a guy who has a beard with bread comes in it so do the thing um, check out Maestro Classic use the promo code TWC Maestro and let's get this show on the road before I die um, ladies and gentlemen without further ado my boy Nick Lamb introduce yourself how's it going brother ah yes your boy is reunited with his boy Justin what I'm up, actually baby? so happy you're on here man I almost, Devin said he had a wedding. All my other backup co-hosts were like, hey, it's Halloween, or I'm going out of town, or this and that. And I'm like, I need somebody that I that I don't mind talking to, man. I want someone that I have some chemistry with. And I'm like, it has to be either Danny or Nick, and here you are, man. I'm glad you're here, Listen, bro. You, I want to pull the curtain back a little bit, and anyone that knows anything about me is I'm very uh, open and authentic and transparent with my audience. Dude, you never say no to me. So it's the least I could do. Anytime Dude, I'm like, so okay, I need something retweeted. I need something reposted. And, and I don't take advantage of it. I like to think, you know, and when it's something really important and you're just like, done, it's up. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You didn't even let me refresh my page yet, brother, brother. That's what I do, man. I try to be. And you know what? You've always, like, you guys have always supported me since way back. The whole crew over there. Um, and man, like you let me be a part of your guys' show in that last little bit after Frankie left and I got a guest on there before. And I remember like, we can go through stories for ages, but times you guys are repping TWC out in that New York area and like girls are messing me like, yo man, these guys are rocking your shirts and stuff. I'm like, man, that's true. That's some true brotherly love right there, man. 
Gotta keep it going. And yeah, what about my tremendous chauffeur and when I showed you around the city? That's true. I when I went to New York for WrestleMania weekend, who picked me up from the airport? It was you. That's true. And we took we went on our own little adventure. Oh, went, to, uh, went to Wally Mania, had a good time. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was it was definitely a good time. And hopefully we can reunite again come uh Tampa Bay for this WrestleMania. Oh, no, for sure. We got time for that. For it. We'll talk about I mean I'm definitely gonna have you back on here again after this episode. Um I'm glad it only took fifteen episodes for me to get you on here now. Um I just yeah, I'm under the weather. I'm not feeling well, guys. So once again, ahead of, ahead of time, I just want to apologize if I'm sniffling or I cough or don't sound as enthusiastic as I usually do. But we're gonna get through this, man. We're gonna talk about this week of wrestling. There's a lot going on. Um, I guess we'll start really quickly with the big thing that happened that I think everyone's gonna be talking about, man. The Fiend is the Universal Champion. He beat Seth Rollins. He's a SmackDown superstar. What happens now? So it's they finally pulled the trigger, right? They they've teased us in the past with so many different names, right? Yeah. It was, you know, the Braun Strowman run for the longest time we wanted him and it never happened. Samoa Joe was close. Shit, even uh what's like the guidelines as far as like dropping curse words? Are we are, are we You can to just or? try not to. You can. If you if okay. you feel like okay. it's like it's just flowing and you're going to swear, just do it. All right. No. But nah, don't nah, do I'm, it like uninte- like just do it for the sake of doing it. Right, you know what Justin, I mean? you know, I'm sort of a professional, so I can keep my composure. No, I don't mind but, if you swear, though, though. It's not not okay, you know, but it's not, like, let's not overdo it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, we had, like, Nakamura, too. We're like, yo, if it's not this card, uh, this pay-per-view, he's never going to win it from AJ. And then, like, Samoa Joe. And then, finally, with Bray Wyatt, I was starting to get worried when, you know, the Firefly Funhouse got torn down. And it was nice to see. I... Don't like it as much because I've been very vocal about this entire Saudi Arabia connection. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been the biggest fan of it. I've also haven't watched any of the trips that they've gone out there to. Yeah. Just because the message that they're trying to promote and what they're doing, you know, ultimately in this line of work and just life in general, sometimes money talks. Dude, I I don't want to cut you off, but man, the amount of money they're getting from that deal it's hard for me to even try to argue them not doing it. I'm not saying it's like money first over your own morals and stuff, but realistically, like it's holding the business together. Like, right. And and think about it. They spent all that money to bring in Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a good payday, but you know, I don't want to get too sidetracked. You asked me about Bray Wyatt. I've always been a Bray Wyatt fan. I'll be honest with you. I hated the Firefly Funhouse at first. I was yeah. like, this is so corny. I cannot deal with this. And then it, it's my favorite thing on a weekly basis. And, like and when we I'm looking t- at a particular segment. Yeah. And we talked about this on the Jerks podcast. Like when I started, I actually knew I'm like, this is going to be something. I know it seems cheesy, but I know they're building to something. And they did. And the mm-hmm. Fiend thing happened. Um, I, my only gripe with this whole situation is two things. One, um, they should never have even put him in a feud with Seth Rollins this soon. Two, he's a character that didn't need the championship yet. But they put him in this position where the fans... Do you think the fans going getting hostile after Hell in a Cell and since then about this whole situation is the reason they pulled the trigger at Crown Jewel? Or do you think... like? I just think WWE the last couple of years has done a tremendous job of completely taking what we've grown accustomed to as wrestling fans yeah. and throwing it out the window, right? Yeah. So it used to be WrestleMania was the granddaddy of them all and then they started promoting the crown jewel stuff as as big as WrestleMania, if not bigger. And it's like, well, what the hell? Why do you have a, the greatest Royal Rumble ever when this Royal Rumble doesn't mean anything now? 
you know, and even with Hell in a Cell. And the reason why I bring any of that stuff up is because with Hell in a Cell, it was always supposed to be no DQ and no yeah. board and anything goes. And to have that finish, it was, I mean, the crowd let them have it. No, it was not a good deal whatsoever. But I'll say this. The reason this, like every Crown Jewel, every Greatest World Rumble, all these Saudi events, there had not been anything really important or significant that happened. Honestly, I blocked out Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. But my point is this, is they never really had a title change or a big thing happen on that show all these years. Besides Brock won it one year because Roman had to leave for a bit. That was the only like kind of title change thing when it was him versus Braun. Otherwise, this is the first time the title has changed. And I mm-hmm. think... I feel like it might just be because of the fact, and it might not be, don't be wrong, that they put the Fiend in the situation. I don't. Th- I think they were going to have Seth go over the Fiend to build Seth, but we, you talked about Samoa Joe getting this run before Shinsuke. The fans never got as hostile as they did when the Fiend was in the situation. They, they were angry that the Fiend did not win the belt. It ended in a DQ and the, the way this is playing out. Like, I don't think anyone is, like to your point, as no one, nobody's invested in any other character on WWE as much as they're invested in the Fiend right now. Yeah, and I think it's because it's not only the character that's over, it's also Bray Wyatt. A lot of people are Bray Wyatt guys. Yeah. I'm a Bray Wyatt No, guy. 100%. So I think that plays in, into it. I want to say one one more thing about yeah. Crown Jewel, yeah. and I really like that, you know, the one silver lining that I took from them even going to Crown Jewel is, not for nothing, man, WWE has always been ahead of the, the changing cultures and, and changing stereotypes. If you look at the history with like just wrestling and wrestling performance and you know some people being homophobic uh, and whatnot and the way they've transitioned that i had said the one cool thing that could come from this saudi arabia event is eventually wwe being and i thought it would be with ronda rousey because ronda rousey was such a monumental she's she's like in the mount rushmore of female athletes ever yeah and in my opinion at least and i figured that having ronda rousey under the wwe umbrella would have the McMahons and WWE and the higher ups say, "Yo, this is my biggest star. I can't run an event without the women." Yeah, we need to have women go there, and then that opens up the doors to having women perform there, women being more accepted because it's 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 you know that culture. And I don't like to judge cultures or anything, but you know it's a completely different culture out there and how they are accustomed to things. I'll say this: so, like, so what you're referring to is the fact that tonight. Um, earlier today, I should say, they had, uh, and it's once again, we're recording this on Halloween, it's Thursday, they had um, they had Natalia face Lacey Evans live on Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia for the first time ever, uh, breaking barriers, and a lot of people are like, what do you mean breaking barriers? I mean, like, it's just something that wasn't allowed. Like, last year, they almost had Evolution as, like, a pity pay-per-view event for the fact that the women couldn't go to Saudi Arabia and work that event. They might say they were trying to make a revolutionary first-ever women's pay-per-view. Yeah, that was part of it, but let's be, let's be real here. I feel like part of that was because the women couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. They had that Evolution pay-per-view. There is no Evolution to this year. Uh, there's been no announcement of it, as far as I know. Uh, you want to say something? Yeah, uh, I, I attended Evolution because it was in Long Island, and it's about, like, 15 minutes from my house. Dude, it was sensational. It was a... I, I genuinely enjoyed it. And at one point, I didn't even take it as like, oh, shit, it's a, it's a women's pay-per-view. It's like, no, this is just a dope wrestling card. And it really was. But like the, my thing yeah. is that they didn't do that this year, and I think it's because they knew they had the opportunity. Like they, It was baby steps, right? And then I think, I don't know if it was Triple H who said it. He's like, this stuff in Saudi, like it's going to be baby steps. Um, don't worry, I just blew my nose. I'll be edited out, by the way. Uh, pop, the camera will probably be on you for that one segment. Like I said, I'm under the weather. But uh, they, uh, 
we get real on this show, man. We don't we don't hide nothing here. <laughs> we uh, they didn't do another. I think like baby steps. I think Triple H said like we're gonna try to get women on. That's gonna be baby steps. And like the last event, they had Renee Young go over there and commentate. She was allowed to be there to commentate. This time around, they had Natty versus Lacey Evans. Once again, love Natty. I think Lacey Evans is one of the most like well committed characters on television today. Like her, she's so good to add her character. She got it down pat. Was not expecting them to be the two that went there to do that, which is also kind of super cool. I watched the match, okay? And this is the last, those are the only two things I want to talk about with Crown Jewels, the, the Fiend in this women's match. I watched the match, and, um, the, like, I specifically made sure I tuned in and watched that match to finish because I wanted to see the reaction. I wanted to see, like, w- like the, the crowd's reaction to the women wrestling. I wanted to see the women's reaction in the crowd to women's wrestling and stuff. And the women in the crowd were happy. There was a, this is awesome chant. There was, you know, don't worry, Natty couldn't get the smile off her face. She was on the verge of tear a couple of times, super emotional. Um, Lacey even came up with a smile on her face. This is probably the most I've seen her kind of out of character. You know what I mean? Just because this was a big mm-hmm. moment. Um, and all of this is understanding and deservingly so because this is, this was a big moment. You, you can almost sense like fear sometimes. I feel like I feel I, maybe it was me. I felt like there was a sense of fear. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why I'm scared about this, but it's happening. And and it was it was such a cool moment. Um it wasn't the greatest match, obviously. It kind of seemed it was moving slow pace, and that might have been the nerves, that might have been whatever. But it was it was good enough, and it was and it was entertaining, and I'm very happy for them. Um, Natty went over, and Natty got a huge pop when she came out. Um, someone threw a water bottle. She just kept rolling with it. Uh, it, it it's just honestly, like I said, like like you said, I'm, I don't judge other cultures. I don't judge what other people do around the world um, without doing my research or whatnot. But you can't say that wasn't some sort of like you know push for hope for that culture for little girls that were in the crowd they were seeing this being like hey look like we can do this now too there's more out there and i think that's the amazing part like i saw lacy hug a woman in the crowd after i saw little girls in the crowd getting excited um and the fact that there were men also chanting this is awesome supporting this fully mm-hmm. and, the, the, and i'm gonna let you get to your point but i i do think you don't need to be like i'm not saying i agree with this they have to be fully covered stuff but i also don't think um, women's wrestling is about being half naked in wrestling. It's they don't need to be half naked to make a statement and make a point. Whether they're fully covered or if they're in their normal regular wrestling gear, which is perfectly fine too, it doesn't matter. Like it's their in wing work, the art that they're performing. It's a performance. Like I literally, in my caption, I said, "I'm happy that they got to go and perform over there." Right. No man, and you, and you bring up that you know that famous chant that broke out. I believe I want to say, and you you might remember Abu Dhabi better than me. Yes, wasn't it Alexa Bliss and, and Sasha. Sasha Banks? Yeah, and they had the chant, "This is hope." Yeah, and yeah, that's the kind of barriers that WWE could break with having the women perform out there. And I think that was super cool, man. I'm really congratulations to Natalia and Lacey Evans, man. I think that's super cool. Super happy for you guys. I I totally could understand that the nerves they might have been under. I totally understand the happiness plus the worriness that they might have been feeling. And I think it's super cool that they got to do that. Um, you know, and I love Sasha Banks. I love Charlotte Flair. I love Alexa Bliss. I love Bailey. I love Becky Lynch. But it was really cool to see two girls that don't awfully get those history-making moments. It's usually the four horse women or, or like Alexa um, to, to get a moment like that. You know, um, that they can hold for the rest of them. Right. Tyler would be like she was the first person, one of the first women to ever wrestle in Saudi Arabia, and and Lacey Evans can hold that to her legacy as well too. And that's super cool. Super happy for both of them. Nothing but love and respect. That was dope. But let's get to the week that was this week in wrestling. Um, honestly, I, SmackDown didn't leave that much of an impression on me. How about you? 
it you know they went balls to the wall on that first show and they set the bar so high and it's like every episode it's like you're not gonna have the rock every time and i understand that and you're not gonna have a ladder match and you're not gonna have you know brock lesnar date debuting on smackdown and kane velasquez coming out and you know and and it was just a big spectacle and i'll be honest with you man it's hard to watch smackdown on fridays it really is because i like going out or i like doing you know playing xbox with my boys or something you and know even like though that's I'm, my friday night even though i'm older now and i and i'm like my head i'm like oh i don't go out as often as i i, I usually used to like watching smackdown fridays when i was a kid was really hard but I'm like, oh, I'll probably be able to do it now. I'm like, I'm older. I don't really go out every Friday. But it still seems like, now it seems like a chore. Like, oh, now I've got to stay to watch SmackDown. Rather, when me to it. my option of going out before SmackDown ends is gone. Like, Because sometimes I would just randomly go out on Friday night. It was easier to be like, oh, Tuesday night, SmackDown? Okay. Like, Thursday? Okay. Friday's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm down to come out, but wait till like 7 on my time. You know what I mean? Like, And then maybe we'll make plans with you after. Like... Instead of me like being able to leave work and just go straight out and start my evening and go home early if I wanted to, uh, but yeah, I feel you, man. It it just become a little bit more of a chore, and it hasn't been that good. That's the other thing. I'm disappointed. Like I watch it, I'm like. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I guess I could have done something else with this two hours on my Friday after a long week of work. Highlights for me? Any highlights from SmackDown for you? Oh, man, not not much really, dude. Like, for me, SmackDown, it's just become something where, like you said, I, I think the perfect example that you gave was it being a chore. Yeah. Um, SmackDown, for me, it's, uh, it's become underwhelming, you know? Uh, I'm still more of, and, and I understand because of the deal with Fox and they got, shaped a boatload of money yeah and that's fair and i'd probably do the same thing but tell me not no just you know just a counter to you um do you feel like smackdown is now the a show from a production standpoint and how they're building storylines there we talk about this every week when you tune into smackdown the presence feels so much bigger and better without a doubt yes because something about raw feels dark and meh it feels very like it's like SmackDown's overproduced and Raw's like okayly produced. It seems more bleak. It seems more mad. It seems more like I don't know. SmackDown seems like more of a, an event where nothing happens, and Raw seems like a bunch of stuff happens in three hours. But it's hard. To, it's not appealing to the eye. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you know, like just just you know, things are starting to come back now. It's like we had that incident with with Kane and Lesnar. 
it was cool to see Kane Velasquez take a bump like yeah. he did. Right, first time I want to say that was the first time in WWE where he took. I mean, it was definitely the first time he took an F five. No, for but, sure. Uh, I've even promoted many times on my show about like, yo, Kane is a legit like a luchador as a, as a you know this guy was the baddest man on the planet. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I and I and I saw him in AAA. Like he killed it as a wrestler. I think he just has the knee problems. Hence why the Crown Jewel match went short. You know, hence mm-hmm. why we haven't seen much from him. But. Um, I, I think he's, uh, from what I've heard, he signed a long-term deal. He's going to be around for a bit. I listened to that Corey Gray's podcast after the bell. Check it out for those of you who haven't. Um, Triple H is on there. He said, Kane's going to stick around, man. He wants to be a part of this. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I agree with you. Here are some things. Here are my highlights from SmackDown. You tell me how you feel about it. First highlight, the Firefly Funhouse is back after Seth burned right. it down. Um, he brought back to life the Rambling Rabbit. I yes. always get sad when a character gets killed off the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> Not like actually sad, but I'm always upset. I'm like, oh man, I actually don't want this person to be missing. And Rambling Rabbit has died about like two or three times already, and he always comes back, so that's great. And I was also mad when Seth burnt down the Firefly Funhouse. So I'm like, I don't want this to end yet. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was cool <laughs> to see that back because I don't know. I kind of got the vibe like when it got burned down, how it, it might have it might have been like the end to that. Yeah. That's I what I felt. Like a bounce back from that, but it was cool to to see them regroup from there. Um, I I got to give a shout out to Mandy Rose. Uh, for those that don't know, um, that's my future wife to be, probably <laughs> my future ex wife. She just hasn't met me yet. That's how I like to roll. Yeah. Um. And yeah, man. You know, like, uh, how do you feel about Shorty G? Do you like that name? For that Chad was on my notes too. That was one of my lows. Shorty G's okay. stupid as hell. Yeah, that was I really want to swear there because that's how stupid I think it is. Um, and <laughs> his outfit from Space Jam is stupid as hell. And I don't know why it looks like he got drafted in the NBA last week too. Like I, I don't like anything about it. I said this weeks ago when they started making the jokes. I said to Devin, I'm like, they better not because I, I feel like after you know twenty odd years of watching WWE, I'm like, I hope they don't run with this shorty G thing. And then mm-hmm. when he got drafted and Stephanie was like. And SmackDown drafts Shorty G. I'm like, oh, they're running with it full. Then his Titantron changes Shorty G. Now he's wearing an outfit that says Shorty. I hate it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I like that. My my favorite thing about it is who he's having matches with. I think is cool. Yeah. Because I'm. I don't know if this is old school of me, but I think it's very telling when you're toe to toe or shoulder to shoulder with like Roman Reigns, right? You're yeah. In a match with Roman Reigns, or you're in a match with like king corbin who people are i mean the company's high on as for sure we've seen the last like couple months and years even and then cesaro like cesaro isn't cesaro like the prime candidate to be like cesaro, yo we need to we need to throw a match together someone go out there and have a four-star match it's like all right cesaro versus anybody can we just give the guy a chance i know he's not the most eloquent talker on the mic he was killer in every tag team you put him in whether it's a sheamus the bars gate whether it was a tyson kid wh- whoever you put like th- He's so good. They literally had him lose to that guy from Saudi Arabia that only shows up on the Saudi Arabia shows, that Manzoor guy on Crown Jewel. Like, he's just so good. Like, even if we don't put the rocket strap on him and take him to the WWE Championship against Brock, like, I know they do. And that's another high of mine. I'm really looking forward to this whole Shinsuke, Daniel Bryan feud over the Intercontinental title that they're kind of teasing. I'm game for that. Um, Bryan's one of the best guys that they have. Like, just authentically, organically, just one of the best guys they have on the mic. 
All of his promos sound believable. Everything he does feels believable. Obviously, one of the best guys in the ring. He's just one of the most consistent guys that they kept on SmackDown. And I'm happy to see Brian Vyshinsky and Nakamura. But at some point, can we please get Cesaro in that picture for that Intercontinental title? Like, he's just so good to just not appreciate. And they do appreciate him because they obviously use him as a good hand and put him in these matches um, when they need him to give four-star matches, like you said. But, man... I don't know, man, if you have the same sentiment about Cesaro, but it stresses me out. I mean, yo, you know, there was the there was a famous video. I don't know if you've seen it about Cesaro when he gets drafted to Raw. And he was, this is like, well, this is way 2016 back. when the first new draft Yeah, happened. yeah. <laughs> and um, he's being interviewed by JoJo. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm going this low in the draft because, you know, my, my mic skills aren't great. Yeah. But it's because I speak seven languages and... That's why my English isn't that good or whatnot. But yeah, dude, everyone that it's hard to not watch Cesaro. Sorry, it's hard to watch Cesaro and find anything wrong with him. Can we just give Cesaro a Kofi push, man? Look at Kofi. He went from being the WWE champion to getting squashed to Brock Lesnar to losing to Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode in a tag match within weeks. Why can't Cesaro do something crazy like that? Even though that's not something I'm happy about. It's a low, actually. Um, I think for SmackDown, the other high is, you know, I like the main event. I like the, you know, I like, you know, Roman Reigns giving Mustafa Ali the opportunity to close that match with the, the his finisher and pick up the win. Um, like I said, the Brian Nakamura thing was really cool. Um, obviously, Sasha looked fire. Sasha's my girl. I love her. She's the best. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Her outfits have been on point since she's returned. <laughs> she looks banging and everything. I do want to see her wrestle again. I don't know if she's still injured or, if, like, you know, working off the injury. I'm not that big on the Bailey heel turn. I'm just throwing all my stuff out there because I want to move on from SmackDown. How do you feel about the Bailey heel turn? Very weird. Very weird. Like, we wanted it for so long just because we wanted something new. But, man, I, I hope I don't get attacked by some of your listeners. But she she never did it for me, man. And you she, know Same this, here. And I say that all the time. It. She doesn't do it for me. And she yeah. still doesn't. I think she's a really even, good wrestler. I just, character-wise, it's just... Maybe it's her promo skills. Well, I even think like her time with at NXT, it was more, you know, like this the the character of like you know the underdog, and I was a fan, and then like you could get behind that and whatnot. But even like the legendary match that she had with Sasha, which I was able to attend to uh, at Barclays, so Center, jealous. My favorite women's NXT match, Takeover. It's like yeah, you know, it takes two to tango, and Sasha held her own in that match too. And, and we've seen Sasha have way better match. I was about to say that's that might be credit to Sasha in the same point because I've seen a lot of Bailey matches after that one and none of them really are like, oh that's my favorite Bailey match. Well I do and maybe I'm once again being biased because I love Salsa Banks, but I say Salsa almost gives everybody one of their best matches. Sasha versus Oscar probably give Oscar one of her best matches. Sasha versus Ronda Rousey was one of my favorite Ronda matches. Sasha versus like you know what I mean? Like Sasha's the other per of every equation where I'm like that was a really good match. Who's in it? Oh Sasha. That's why she's my favorite women's wrestler. Uh, so that might actually be, you know, I never thought of it like that. Because every time I say Bailey's a good wrestler, I'm like, I can't say I hate her fully. Because I always say that's my favorite match. But maybe that's more Sasha than it is Bailey. Maybe you just opened my eyes to something I totally didn't think about. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing I want to touch on when it comes to SmackDown, we kind of talked about everything besides um, one last low. Mm-hmm. You have someone who is as talented in ring as he is on the mic like drew gulak and you have him 
just get annihilated like two weeks in a row. Lose to a guy like Braun Strowman, okay, cool. Lose to Kalisto and then get beat up by Braun Strowman again. What are we doing with this guy? Yeah, I don't. I'm not that. Um, I don't mind if I've always been outspoken about the cruiserweights. How like I feel as if the cruiserweights should always be competing with quote unquote heavyweights. Yeah. Because if if uh, AJ Styles can have a match with Braun Strowman, why can't Ali? If Finn Balor is a heavyweight contender, why can't Cedric yeah. Alexander? And I've always said that because I feel like it's I wouldn't call it degrading, but I feel as if it's they're looked down on and it's ah, it's the cruiserweight. It's kind of brushed them to the side. So I don't mind Drew Gulak having these incidents with the other guys. With but Kalisto, Gulak, it's it's like, cool. Like it's not it's not the I'm not as upset as you are. Gulak's like the size of Daniel Bryan. He's just as talented. I just hope he gets the opportunity to shine, have maybe a real feud with someone that's not, you know, like maybe him and Ali can go for a couple, just something. But I don't like him just getting beat up by Braun Strowman every week. Him getting beat up by Braun Strowman makes more sense to me. Like if he beat Kalisto and then got beat up by Braun Strowman again, I think I'd be a little bit okay with it. I just don't know. Like you have a guy with a little ton of potential. I know not everybody can win every week or be a top guy or like work their way up, but... I, I like Gulak, and I hope things turn around for him. I think that's it for SmackDown. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're, you know, trying to pick on good things out of a show that really didn't do much. Um, and speaking of shows that probably didn't do much, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, shoot, I'll, I'll shoot from the beginning really quickly. One thing I really enjoyed, a high for me, was uh, the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors getting rid of Paige. She really didn't, they didn't really need her no more. Um, right. It was a cool way to introduce them. I think that's cool that Paige was there to introduce them, form a tag team. Paige came back after getting surgery. And, you know, since she's been gone, Asuka started this whole green mist thing. And she blew green mist into Paige's face. And it was entertaining. It was good stuff. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That was that was cool. I got, a, I got one that, you know, I just felt like for the most part, it was fairly logical booking. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, building towards Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, I guess a waste of money for I don't know what they're paying Tyson Fury per appearance. Yeah. Uh and I know like he he got some heat from his agent and his manager like taking this. Yeah. Because you know, this guy is he's I don't know how familiar you are with the heavyweight scene in boxing. Not but at it's, all. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's you know, I will keep it you know, thirty seconds or less, but there's been a big boom in heavyweights within the last like two, three years. So it's like Anthony Ruiz who beat Anthony Joshua He's, he's from the UK. They fought at MSG and Ruiz shocked the world. And then it's like Deontay Wilder. And then it's like Tyson Fury, you know? Yeah. And they're setting up the big marquee rematch in like February, March of this coming year is going to be Tyson Fury and Wilder running it back. But both of those guys have like tune-up fights beforehand. Yeah. So, but that's a, that's like a, a, a eight eight figure nine figure payday for these guys and you know you can't afford to get sidetracked and distracted with wwe and then you look past your opponent and whatnot so i don't know what kind of offer they're doing on a per per appearance for tyson fury but i kind of thought like it was a waste and what did he even do um, on the show did he do something on the show no i mean like just the last couple like oh just generally yeah i I was thinking just like a yeah i was making like a general oh okay i'm like i don't remember tyson fury being on the show but uh right yeah i I apologize for that no no but i get what you're saying yeah i don't know 
But, like, you know, and it's almost, yeah, because I don't know. Like, obviously, when it comes to things like boxing and MMA, MMA, wow, sick, sick mm. brain, guys. Um, you need to train, man. It's time, you know, that you put in before a big fight. And it's, it's without sounding rude and anything, it's real, you know, like, you got to train. You got to be mentally and physically prepared before putting yourself in that position. Um, not that you don't have to be mentally and physically prepared for professional wrestling, but it's a different kind of mentally and physically prepared. Right. And, and I see what you mean. If you get sidetracked, your brain might be somewhere else, right? Yeah, I wanna. I I I've been I've been venting about this because, what what number of love triangles are we in with uh, Rusev? Rusev? Like I don't know, it, man. Twelve, thirteen now. That's a it's huge just, low for me this week, man. I honestly, the segment wasn't horrible or anything. It was actually really bad. Um, that's me being modest. It was really bad. It should not have closed the show. Mm. I just like. If you want people to stay tuned till the end of Raw, nobody's invested in that storyline enough to want that to be the last. Like, obviously, I'm the type of fan that's going to watch a whole episode, and I think maybe they know that. Right. But I know people that are like, oh, no, I turned it off. Like, I didn't care about that. Like, I wasn't going to, like, whatever. And it wasn't good. It was funny. Those points of where I'm like, huh, oh, this is kind of funny. But it wasn't good. Like, uh, it, it got like a C minus for me, man. Like just, Rusev saying, like when when Lana's calling Rusev a sex addict, and he's like, "Who wouldn't be?" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay. that was pretty funny. funny. Okay, I kind of like Rusev as a the comedian kind of baby face, you know, yeah. like the funny the funny dude. From what I've but seen, him, what I've, from what I've seen of Rusev on Total Divas and stuff, like he naturally is a funny dude. Yeah, I mean that you know personality is how you score a woman like Lana, you know, great yeah. girl. But I also just think, like, this is the other thing, right? And I think this is, like, everyone's like, oh, you guys want Attitude Era esque uh, storylines back, and what is this, and da da da. It also boils down to this, like, if they actually weren't married in real life, hell, if they were even just boyfriend and girlfriend, I think I'd be more. It's just like their husband and wife, and you guys are playing the storyline. That's what kind of makes it kind of uh, to see. Yeah, I agree with you on that, man. But it's just eventually. The, the real life relationship always comes on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Hopefully it all works out and this doesn't turn into, you know, storyline imitating real life or can, backwards. Can I, or can I ask you a question sure. about uh, how, how are you feeling nowadays about Becky Lynch? Uh, I'm, I'm a tremendous wrestler. Great girl. Over it. Mm. She fought Kyrie Sane. She beat Kyrie Sane. And this thing, like, I, okay, so it's hard for me because I was on the train the entire time. Uh, WrestleMania, no, I, I was obviously I, I, on the train. And then when Sasha came back, obviously, you know, super biased. Sasha's my girl. I wanted Sasha to go over. She didn't. The draft thing happened. Now she's still rolling. Uh, who's going to stop her? They made her seem unstoppable, which is a good thing and a bad thing. A bad thing because, like, I almost felt like I didn't need to really, like, obviously I want to see her versus Kyrie Sane, but I don't really, like, really care to see them. Like, I already knew how it was going to end kind of situation doesn't make it fun and mm-hmm. but it's a good thing because whoever does stop her hopefully it's gonna be like a big deal well i have someone in mind who i think rhea ripley's a bona fide mega star oh 100 percent. i think her as like a badass heel coming up and maybe like the way she could get involved is but it's weird now right because i can't even say coming up since nxt is a show it's a third brand now it's almost like guys don't girls and guys don't really need to come up like i think a lot of people be happy to stay on nxt with the announcement today that nxt is going to be involved with survivor series are we still having to take over the war game is going to be on survivor series like what's going on can we elaborate 
Or we just have like one NXT match on there just to feature NXT and still have TakeOver? Like what is going on? Man, I don't know how they would make it work, but a Survivor Series match between SmackDown, NXT, and Raw would be fire. And that's a great way to maybe put over NXT. I don't want to put any WCW ideas up to like their great ideas because everyone's going to knock them down anyways. But that one year they did the war games was NWO Wolfpack versus NWO versus WCW, the three teams of four. It was solid. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good match, yeah, but that could, be, that could be a great way to... Because, look, I know a lot of my friends that watch wrestling, they're not watching NXT on Wednesdays. Yeah. They're just not. They They never did. And they won't now. And if you look at the ratings, some of the ratings, they're reflecting like AEW's beating them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not and that NXT's is, bad. NXT's really good. It's just that people aren't NXT familiar is, with it. Right. Exactly. You're just not accustomed to going on a network show. Like, you're accustomed to going to the network, but not to a network show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a TV show. Yeah. On cable. Whereas, like, usually you would turn on the network to watch NXT for an hour. No, I agree. But I would love to see that. And yeah, I mean, dude, I really want to get to is it I, look, I don't want to take over. I'm just so used to being a host. Yeah. But let me just drop What else the, you got on SmackDown? Let's just talk about Raw really quick. Last things. There are any other things I cared about. That RKO and Ricochet was really cool. Shout out to Randy yes. Orton. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. That was a cool looking RKO in that match with Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Good stuff. Um what else did I care about? Um other thing that I thought was really stupid was Sankara came out with that new girl named Catalina. Catalina thought it was going to be like, oh, Sankara's going to pick up his win over Andrade. Andrade and Selena still found a way to come over, and I thought that was funny, but that was just a high because I like Andrade and I want him to start picking up wins. Um, and it's funny that Sankara brought back up and he still lost. I don't know where they're going with that. I don't want to see him wrestle again, but that was funny. Um, Charlotte and Natty tagging together. Could that be a new tag team that's going to go after the, the women's tag team titles? Because I'm down with that. Charlotte and Natty make a good random tag team. I think I think a lot of us were expecting one day eventually getting Charlotte and Becky to go with that, but I like Charlotte and Natty. They face the Iconics. I'm glad to see the Iconics back on TV. Um, decent mm-hmm. match. Glad Charlotte and Natty went over, and we'll see if they go after the Kabuki Warriors. Um, Seth's match with Rowan. What is what? How do you feel about Seth right now? Uh, I think it's time to do something different with him. Um, did they just like you know it, his run for Mania it, now has really just been blah. I just think wrestling as a whole has been like that since because I think we had so many. It's been a while where we were so invested in so many different storylines. Yeah, right. You had you had a lot of people first of all making their debuts, which that alone gets you invested, right? You had Ricochet, you had Alistair Black, and then you know you had the Kurt Angle send off. Yeah, and I always loved Kurt Angle. You had the Becky Lynch run. You had the rumors of Ronda. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rousey, you had what is Brock do? And Brock was still linked to the UFC. You had Seth Rollins on his tear. Then, of course, last but not least, Kofi Mania. Yeah. So I feel like we were so, like, edge of our seat and... You know, from Rumble to Mania, that's the most invested I've been in wrestling in a really long time. And I just think that it's hard to sustain that for so long. And man. Seth was always like, even, like, listen, I'm, I'm a Seth Rollins fan. He's my favorite male wrestler on the roster currently. Kind of like be- between him and AJ Styles. And, like, I, I really do dig Seth Rollins. But, like, when he won the Rumble, I wasn't as excited as I thought I was going to be. When he beat Brock at Mania, it was dope. But I wasn't excited. Like, the Seth that I liked a couple of years ago, like that Seth seems to be gone. And like Becky had more steam. This Kofi had more steam going to Mania. This exactly what you're saying. Like everyone else kind of had more steam going into this stuff, and and it kind of blows, man. Because I want Seth to do good, and then they put him in that lane feud with Corbin, and then back to Brock, and it's like, okay, we got hyped again. And then you put him with the Fiend. Well, like you're putting who was supposed to be the guy we're behind against the guy that everyone actually is behind because he's the most intriguing, interesting character of the modern era, and like. It's maybe it's not the Seth's fault. Maybe it's the creative's fault. Maybe it's Seth saying dumb things outside in interviews and stuff to stir the pot that gets people against him. Maybe his this personality as a babyface just doesn't resonate with people. Like I love Seth as a heel. I can't wait for him to be heel again. Yeah. I I just remembered. I think a lot of people have gotten soured off Seth Rollins because of the you know, AEW things. Yeah, but like not even that. The recent ones. <laughs> what about his little beef with Will Osprey? Yeah. Talking about like, I think the most pettiest, the most pettiest thing you could do is like, yo, but my bank account is bigger. It's like, all right, man. Like, Will Osprey could definitely be in WWE if he wanted to, but yeah. he's kind of doing his own thing. And you know, and he, he's still ex- young. You explained that on the After the Bell podcast. Like, you know, if I said something normal, would that make headlines or that? But I think realistically, you said the things that you believe in, and then you're like, oh crap. Because honestly, and I think, and I, and I asked Devin that question too. I'm like, do you think what he says outside of wrestling is affecting how people feel about his character in wrestling? And can we? The burn it down thing got over and it was over, and now they're trying to make it to, like push it. And that ma- him saying burn it down in promos is not cool. Burn it down being in the entrance was cool when the fans could chant it, it was cool. With having Seth be like, oh, I'm gonna burn it down, like, that's not cool. And the thing that Seth has lost in the past two to three years is that cool factor. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Like, Seth doesn't feel like a cool the street profits seem cool, Alistair Black seems right. cool, the fiend seems cool. Seth doesn't seem cool. Yeah, and when I think, well, like, I also think, yeah, that could be that could be the higher ups, and that could be backstage. Where well, I always talk about it with Frankie, how yo when WWE when something organically happens in WWE, and then it's like the number one trend on Twitter, or it's super over, and it wasn't a WWE like creation, like as far as like you know the the higher ups said, you know what, go and say this thing, and let's make this thing catchy, yeah. Right? They then take it and they're like, oh, my God, this is good. Do it to the 10th power. And then it becomes stale. And the same thing with the corn. man thing. Same with the Becky thing. They ran with it too hard sometimes. Like, I'm, I don't know how that's still rolling. They've done. They've worked Becky really smart. They've kept her in the position that I'm not. Actually, I don't feel the same way, but I still think Becky's cool. I just kind of want to see someone that is believable that she can't beat. And there's nothing else that really happened in Raw. We can talk about the Street Profits coming out to help Humberto. They're pushing Humberto hard. That was a good match with Styles. Um, but other than that, like, um, there was no Kevin Owens this week. 
I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black had a cool promo. I really enjoyed it. If you haven't checked the Alistair Black promo this week, he talked about, you know, that that one of my favorite quotes about, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect different results. They call that madness. And then he's like, uh, well, I like it. So does that make me mad? And, you know, I just really want him to have a serious feud. I would just get someone for him to feud with. I'm done seeing him kick the heads off of jobbers and random people like, or should I say enhancement talent? I don't know. But uh, I'm already see Aleister Black in a feud, man. I'm ready to see him to step up to someone like Seth Rollins or a Styles or somebody. Um, I'm hoping the club gets a push, the OC. Go on. That that could have been cool if you had Aleister Black go after Seth Rollins. 100%. And, and, have, and have Bray Wyatt doing his like weird Firefly Funhouse stuff. Because, you know, and this isn't like a new take or a fresh take, yeah. but they're building they ideally will want bray wyatt to be this generation's undertaker What's so undertaker what do you have like three title runs yeah and once again like i said at the beginning of the show uh bray wyatt's one of those guys that really doesn't need the belt he's never never been one of those guys so it's, it's it sucks man in the sense it really sucks that we're because we're now for a second like where are they gonna go now what happens to bray now who does he lose this universe to? he's a can't hold the universe are they gonna put him back on raw because it was a big deal that he was going to be on SmackDown on Fox. They're not going to put that red yeah. belt on the blue brand, are they? Because that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. How Maybe does Bray drop this? Back with Seth and have him drop it to Seth again. But then again, it kind of just... It's gonna, that's going to cool fully be, turn Seth into a heel. The frowns are going to turn on Seth if he beats Bray. The cool thing would be if he Which did is a good sh- thing. If he did some shit like uh, Shane Douglas back in the day. Where he's like, I don't want this crap, and he threw the NWA title way yeah, but back. Why would like, they do that? Would they introduce a new title on Raw now that they nah, don't? Have, I know. Technically, I know. I'm just on, saying since he is since he is a SmackDown guy. Like I don't. Tomorrow want this Raw we title. see hopefully the Mister Rogers version of Bray Wyatt on Miz TV, and he's gonna have his title. I don't know what they're gonna do, but that title somehow eventually needs to head its way back to Raw, and the Fiend has to lose it now. They put themselves in this position, which. Mm could be a blessing because if it's seth that beats him seth is going to be the top heel whether he wants right. to be or not right. and this is a perfect what they could have done with reigns years ago when the fans finally started turning on reigns they could have turned reigns the fans are turning on seth let him turn on the fans now let it actually happen let it be organic because then we'll be like oh you know what this all worked out and don't have bray just lose have someone cost bray the match have seth beat him have seth be like f you to the fans have bray mm-hmm. come after whoever made him lose the match and everything's good Yep. You know? Yep. I, I'm. I co-sign that, bro. I'm behind let's that. Let's talk 100%. about NXT. Let's get through NXT. Then I'm gonna let you plug your stuff, and I'm gonna get AJ on here um, to talk about AEW. But first things first about NXT. I don't know about you. I'm a. I, I'm like Shrek, man. I'm like onions. I got layers. I love wrestling. I love music. I love weird things. I love things that people don't realize. And boy, was I happy to see Poppy back. <laughs> I'm a Poppy fan, man. I don't know about you guys. That Scary Mask song, great. That X song, great. Every time NXT, and I'll, I'll give Triple H and NXT the benefit of the doubt, they introduced me to Poppy, and since then I've been a Poppy fan. Weird as hell, but I dig it. And her doing the entrance music for Io Shirai was dope. I hope she does. I, that should just be Io's music because that was dope. That entrance was dope. Mm. For a weekly show, they brought a celebrity on there and did some crazy stuff. I liked it. Show it to Poppy. She's my friend. She responded to my DMs. We homies. <laughs> First name basis. Yeah, yeah. She knows who the rest of the classic is. Me and Poppy, man. She sent me a cartwheel emoji. <laughs> I uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, man. Um, 
going back to talking about how um I've I've always felt like if you're not doing anything on the main roster, go back to NXT. Yeah. Right. Remember, uh, Tyler Breeze went back and he had a match against Velveteen Dream. I thought that yeah, was really now, dope. Yeah, now him and Fandango are down there, and they probably would have been doing nothing on the main roster. So that's sweet. Exactly. Now Finn Balor going down there. I loved the turn where he did the kick, the Pele kick to Gargano. Hit I the nail on the head too. That was such a like hit the target, dude. Yeah, and you know Finn and Gargano is gonna be popping. And they happened. did exactly what I want to do with it. And I said this uh, last week. Um, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, as far as we know, they still might get involved when it comes to the war games and stuff. But I'm like. I really hope this isn't like Finn joining the Undisputed Era because I love the Undisputed Era as the four of them and Adam Cole as the unspoken leader and just, you know what I mean? With Finn there, mm-hmm. you know that that wouldn't be the case. And, and right. I'm like, and I, I like what happened, uh, but I want it to be Finn more focused on Gargano and the UE and Ciampa doing their own thing and stuff because I want to keep it separate. It was a cool moment. It was a good way to have it all happen when they're all there together because that's one of the things I think is missing on the main roster. Like people in separate feuds don't cross paths. And it's weird right. because you should. That makes no sense. You don't need to be best of friends and everybody on the main roster, they're just best friends and they break up. Like, no. But you can have allies who you aren't tightly knit with. And that's what Finn and the Undisputed Era can be. I don't want Finn to ever be a part of it, but I, I like the fact that he was like, Kate, you know, and the way he visually how that pro was presented. He hit that Pele kick on Gargano and the Undisputed Era, like a pack of hyenas just jumped on Ciampa and it just looked so cool and and it and it looked dope because they kind of were taken back at first. They were just like, yeah, I, you know, like eyes eyes wide and their mouth open, and they're like, and then they're like, oh shit, Gargano's out. Let's get Chapa. And then and, they pounce on and the fact that Finn focused on Gargano and did not go after. I'm like, I want it to be a thing where he has something against Gargano, and that seemed to be the case on his promo. I liked his promo. I liked the fact that they told this story, and it's a funny situation where I think a lot of fans. I don't, I'm not going to say a lot of fans. I say all the time. I'm like, because people like to call other fans marks. They will sit here and be like, we're marks for doing this show, and this guy's a mark, and that's a mark. And I always come up with this argument. I'm like, I feel like half the people that are in the WWE roster now are war marks themselves. That that mm-hmm. roster is full of people that were just like you and I. They just right. decided to go chase the dream, start training, do the thing. And I love how he said, you know, half the guys in the back are fans that should be watching the business. I don't watch the business. The business watches me. I'm not that yeah, fan. That. And he built that separation. Now he's suddenly like, you know what? Some of these guys seem like wrestling fans I made in the wrestling business. Finn Balor is the wrestling business for the wrestling fans to watch. And it's like, this is a cool, weird dynamic that makes sense. <laughs> like, Man, I'll never forget. I got exposed to Finn Balor when, well, I mean, obviously when he first came over from NXT and Chris Jericho had Paul Heyman on his podcast. And Chris Jericho asked him at the time. Chris Jericho was still with WWE. I want to say this is like 2015-ish, 2016. And he goes, you know, open draft. You could draft anyone to build a company around right now. Who would it be? Paul Heyman, snap answer. Finn Balor. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm like, yo, I've always been a Paul Heyman guy. Though I don't have the shirt. I do need to get the shirt. It, It turns out that he was right. And I've been invested. Finn is one of like my five favorite wrestlers ever. No, I, agree. I feel like he'd be a cool guy to get a beer with, too. I 100% agree. Um, give me one second. I'm not the next guy. I know five minutes. Um, my thing about Finn, and I've said this for a very long period of time, um, I've been waiting for him to turn heel, man. The whole smiley right. baby facing was going to be. I got introduced to Finn Balor when I started my page in 2014. 
I wasn't watching mm. New Japan at the time. I heard this Bullet Club thing. I got introduced to all of that when I started my page because I, I started a wrestling page. And other people were like, hey, have you been watching New Japan? I'm like, I really haven't watched New Japan or really paid attention to it since like maybe the early 2000s, 90s through the magazines and just like, you know, when I was on the internet all the time trying to read forums and stuff. And this Bullet Club thing was popping off and everyone's like, have you seen this Prince Devitt guy? Mm-hmm. And then I got aware of this Prince Devitt guy. Then he eventually got signed to WWE and I was like, oh, I already know who this guy is. That's kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? And Watching this Prince Devitt stuff, he was, once again, going back to that cool factor. Prince Devitt had this cool factor. He was a small guy, but he was cool. He was the leader of the Bullet Club. And when Balor came to WWE, he started off in NXT with it. But as he went to the main roster, that cool factor started, you know, he started losing it, man. He started kind of getting kind of corny and blah and like, just happy to be there, Finn Balor. And uh, I feel like he's, like he said the promo last week. Sometimes you need to go to your past to move on to the future or something like that. Now he's going back to the prince. And he said on WWE backstage, the mm-hmm. prince is back. He's back and he's going to take some names, take some numbers and start knocking people out, man. I'm happy to see this Finn, man. And Gargano and Finn are going to tear down you 100% sure. And you've said this too. We talked about this on Jerks. You say that Gargano is the heart of NXT. He's like the NXT's MVP. Maybe Finn's mad about that because he feels like he's a big part of making NXT what it is for Gargano to even be there. I uh, I think if you were to do, which, which this is actually cool. Now it just hit me because, yeah, I've always said that uh, Johnny Gargano is um, top two most important people NXT has ever had, and he's not number two. You know, it's just a play on words that he's the number one. And, you know, he's been there the longest. He, all the matches that he has turn out to be five star for the most part. Like even his tag team stuff was great. The Almas feud was tremendous. We know about the Chapa feud. Just everything has been sensational. And he looks great in losses. But I feel as if Finn Balor was the guy that made it, like, popping. Yeah. And then, like, it was one of those things where Finn Balor walked so Johnny Gargano couldn't run. Yeah, and I think that's what he's going to bring up. Like, this is only possible because... And this is going to be dope because I I do think that they're, they're the two biggest stars to come out of NXT. And I'm excited to see that. Other things I'm excited to see, um, I guess the last things we should really touch on NXT, a bunch of stuff happened. Um, you know, Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai lost to the Kabuki Warriors in a really good women's tag team titles match. Finally, the women's tag team titles were defended on NXT as it's supposed to be defended on all brands. Uh, but then, man, the women's division, if I can say anything about what NXT has been doing better than AEW and even better than the main roster, if we can still call it that, is that their women's division is stacked. And the fact that after that match, Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai were out there. If you know the history between Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler, it's always interesting when Shayna Baszler shows up when Dakota Kai is out there. Comes out there with Jessica Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, they head the ring. Brawl ensues. Out comes Candice. Candice LeRae came out first? No, first came Rhea Ripley. Then out comes Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Then comes Candice LeRae. Then out comes Bianca Belair. And then in good old... And you kind of had the vibe what we're... What it was leading to. All the women are out there. You know that you know that Rhea's had her eyes on Shayna. You know that Tegan and uh, Dakota have their history with Shayna and you know you know, they've been challenging her too. You know Candace wants that title shot, you know Eo wants that title shot, Bianca's wanted that title shot. All these girls have been kind of intertwining with each other in the past few weeks. And then William Regal, War Games, and that alone, them hyping up war games alone made this NXT episode a little bit more favorable for me this week than AEW because I got excited for war games and the first ever women's war games now which getting how many first ever that we get we're still getting them now look at that my only question there is who are you, you back 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I never left. My only question here. Oh, okay. Yeah, my only question here for you is which women on the on the heel side are you actually think are going to participate? Because Shayna, Bianca, um, you got both uh, Maduke and Shafir, and then uh, Io. So obviously Shayna, Io, and Bianca are going to be on that team. But which one of the other two girls are going to be in it? Or do you think they bring someone else? Because it's four and four, right? Uh yeah i mean no it's usually three. Oh, is it right or am i bugging no, I, I think I'm, it's four i'm pretty four. sure war games is because those viking warriors pete dunn and somewhat ricochet on a team one year ah you're right yeah but they've also done it where it was three-man teams right remember it was the uh the year that undisputed era actually paired up with roderick strong no but that was all four of them they were in there the roderick strong was with them no 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 it was yo it was aop Roderick, and then it was oh they did uh, three Adam teams Cole. of three they did team three themes of three three teams of th- okay yes yes they yes, did that right. once yeah but usually when it's one on like one team against i wonder one if they could do four. three right. teams of three again because then you could do shana and her chicks bianca io and someone else and then maybe bianca io and ria and then have like Knox, K- no, but they announced that ria is going to be a captain and that shana is going to be a captain so i think it's gonna be ria right. candace Tegan and um, Dakota versus. That's gonna be. I'm I'm very excited for that. Shayna, Io, uh, Bianca, and whoever one of the one of the two four horse women is gonna be the other one. I just don't know which yeah. one. I would kind of maybe go with Marina Sh- Shafir, but I don't know what they're gonna do. But I was excited about that. Um, Tyler Bay got attacked by Killian Dane. Uh, Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly had a great match with uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, which ended up with Ciampa coming out, which I'm guessing is going to lead to a second War Games match, which is probably going to be Ciampa, Riddle, Keith Lee, and another member versus the Undisputed Era, I would assume. Right. Um, which would be another bang. Yeah. I don't know who the fourth person be might be. Maybe it would be Dijakovic, since they've been kind of using him a lot in that same circle, or maybe it would be Pete Dunn. I don't know. I think it's unfinished business with uh, that other guy, Damian Priest. Yeah, I I can't wait for um, I can't wait for Pete Dunn to get a push. Same here, like man. A, like a like a more like maybe a SmackDown Raw push. I just think that guy is big time, man. I've been a fan of his for the longest. I'm 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 on that. I've been a Pete Dunn fan for years. When before he even came to WWE, uh, when I first started seeing him in progress and stuff, a huge fan. I just uh, I just um. I'm uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, sock monkey Mike just showed up at the door and said he's free, but that's too late, bro. Tried to get you on the show, but you missed out, man. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think the uh, overall for me this week, I think NXT was a better show just because I got a little hype for uh, um, war games and stuff. I don't know what else, man. Was there anything else to start out for you on that show? Did you have anything you want to add? Nah, man, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty much good. I'm good on that. Uh, I just I think I'm gonna start watching more and more NXT. I'm I the last two weeks I actually watched it right after AEW. Like I'll watch AEW and then I watch NXT. And um, I've I, I in Canada it comes on here late. It comes on here mm. on Fridays. And we don't get it uh, when it airs on TV, and then it comes on on Thursdays if we want to watch on the network. But uh, I, I I streamed it this week and I streamed it last week right after AEW on my computer, and it's been enjoyable, man. And the thing like for you, you've been watching AEW. I watched that first show, and then after that, I kind of just I use. I mean, you're you're my number one source for wrestling, so yeah. I always look up whatever stuff you post. 
So how do so you feel about my consumption? Are you okay AW? with it? Yeah, it's cool, man. It's it's an alternative. You know, it's it's something else. If you're you're fed up with WWE, maybe that's what I should do. You know, because usually like this time of year, it gets a little slow for me just yeah. because like I'm such a big NFL football fan. Yeah. So and that you know, like I have Monday night football, I have Thursday night football, and a lot of times I'm watching the Sunday night football games as opposed to watching the pay per views. But I stay uh I stay up to date with everything for sure. No, no, that's. I think you should check it out. Let, let us know how you feel about it, and uh, maybe I'll get you back on here and talk about AEW after you kind of get check it out properly. We can talk about your highs and lows about that. Any, anytime, anytime, Justin. Let anytime. people know where they can you, find uh, you, what you're up to, you know, what, what what's coming up in the future. Yeah, man, you can find me at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets. My nickname is Lamb. Everyone calls me that. Uh, my real name is Nick. But, uh, yeah, it's at The Lamb Show. I'm the host of Veterans Minimum. Actually, Justin, I plan on having you on in the very near future. I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to be talk on. about the because you know I've always hinted at this with you because you know there's a lot of mainstream appeal with wrestling now, right? Like yeah. UFC guys and girls coming in, wrestlers going out and fighting, uh, and just like now it's on Fox, it's on a big network. These guys are promoted on football shows now too. So you know, just like a general conversation i think it'll be really dope so it's at veterans minimum on all social media outlets veterans minimum is the podcast it's on spotify he's repping the gear it's right now Google. yeah yeah i'm always repping the brand i have my uh twc stuff over as well the share quality is a1 from thank day you, one utwshop.com <laughs> go on yeah cheap plug man and uh i gotta get my hands on that pink one that pink one is fire well definitely yeah, maybe I can hook Oof. you up a little bit. We'll get some stuff going, but I really appreciate you yeah, coming you on know, here. I, I appreciate it too, man. Any anytime you need me, what were you like gonna I say? Said, uh, I was gonna say, you know, maybe we could uh, get a, a a promo code for the TWC shop or, or a homie discount. No, no, uh, for I won't sure. say no to free things. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. Brother, really appreciate you coming on. Everyone, check out Veteran Minimum if you can. If you're a sports fan, definitely check it out. If you're into what's going on in the NFL and all these other sports that I do not watch, <laughs> check out Veterans Minimum. I will be on there very soon. I'll be shooting an episode with these guys and talking about WWE and it in the mainstream world now, man. And I really, it's a pleasure having you on here. Talk to you in a bit. Have a good one, brother, brother. See you later. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Uh, I appreciate Nick Diaz doing the thing and helping me go through Raw and SmackDown. But I'm here with another guest, the second guest of the show, AJ Francis. Will you please introduce yourself, eye patch and all, in Halloween spirit? How's it going, brother, brother? I'm good. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Frank. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, I am in my full, I'm in downtown Orlando right now. Uh, I'm about to go out and party like a psychopath. I'm dressed as Nick Fury. <laughs> um, from the Avengers, as you can see. So uh, hopefully I see a couple, uh, you know, Black Widows, a couple. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, hopefully hopefully I can see a couple, uh, you know, Captain Marvels. <laughs> Maybe, you know what I'm saying, see what I can do, put the team together. You feel what I'm talking about? But, uh, yeah. Uh, like you said, my name is AJ Francis. I, my real name is AJ Francis. Um, I uh, grew up in Maryland. I uh, played in the NFL for five years, and I've been just had my one year anniversary of the start of my wrestling career last weekend. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's insane, man. That's and who'd you play for in the NFL? 
Uh, I played for the Dolphins, the Seahawks, and DC. That's amazing, man. That's a, that's a hell of accolades you just put out there on everybody. And I really appreciate you coming on here. I'm sorry to make. Oh you yeah, and not, and not not to mention, you know, what I'm saying I got two albums, and my second one just dropped three weeks ago, and it already got over four hundred thousand streams. What's so the What's deal. the album called? Let the people know. My second album is called Free Agent. And where can and, they find uh, it? It's on all platforms: Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. You can just go on my social media at AJ Francis 410, click the bio link, and everything's down there. So everyone go check out that music. Check out AJ Francis. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him all on social media. Let's get to what people really want to know about the professional wrestling. How did you get into professional wrestling? What are your yeah. first memories of professional wrestling? When did you become a fan? I mean, I, I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life. I mean, my parents have videos of me cutting promos against Hulk Hogan when I'm like 18 months old, telling them to come down to our neighborhood and fight my uncle. And my uncle's in the background like, whoa, I didn't agree to none of that. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. But, like, uh, like uh, I've been watching wrestling my whole life, man. I mean, I've been to five WrestleManias. The, uh, the last, I've been five in the last six. The only one I missed in the last six is I didn't go to Santa Clara for 31. But I've been at the, uh, you know, I've been at both the, the New Orleans WrestleManias. I was at the last one in Orlando. I went to the last, uh, the past WrestleMania, aka Kofi Mania in New York. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a true diehard Mark. I didn't just start wrestling after playing football because you know that's what a lot of people do. No, I'm, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. No, and uh, hey, man, if you follow my page, I believe that you're a true wrestling fan because the wrestling classics for the real wrestling fans out there, and I really appreciate you following yeah, me and everything, sure. man. It means a lot. Um, that's the, that's awesome, man. Like, what made you want to get into wrestling? Then, if it wasn't like you know, what 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 was the moment you're like, I want to I want to try this professional wrestling stuff out. So, true story. Um, I know you wanted to talk about uh, the Sausage Castle. Yeah, the Sausage Castle is a place in Orlando. It's like the redneck Playboy Bunny Ranch, basically, is what it is. If I can describe it briefly, that's what it is. And uh, my buddy Mike Busey, he's like my brother, he hosts these crazy weekend-long parties once a month where members of his website can come party for free for the whole weekend. Yeah. He's got to be members of his website, which is only 33 bucks a month. And uh, about a year, a little bit over a year ago, he started putting on wrestling shows because he likes, you know, he... He's not a mark like me and you, but he watches wrestling whenever it's on. He's been to WrestleMania a couple times. You know, he he he, he can watch wrestling. He's not one of the guys that uh, complains the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, this looks right. He enjoys it for what it is. He enjoys it for the art yeah. and the theater that it is and what it is as an entertainment form rather than trying to dissect it like it's something that he's trying to book. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he started putting on wrestling shows as part of his party weekends. And then uh, a year ago... For his Halloween party weekend, he had a wrestling show, and he was like, yo, I got a wrestling show. I just stopped playing in the NFL. Usually I couldn't go to the parties, uh, the Halloween party, which is the biggest and best party of the year, because I would be playing in season. It would be football season, yeah. and I couldn't make it. And uh, a year ago, I had just stopped playing football, and he was like, yo, come, be on a wrestling show, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I come to the show. I'm in a battle royal. I win the battle royal. And at the end of the show, after it's over, um... I, I went at the show. I debuted the character Sugar Bear, which is now you know world renowned. Yeah, even got some love on WWE.com. That, that, that was your that was your that was your sausage wrestling company gimmick with Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Yeah. Sugar okay. Bear. AKA basically Sugar Knight. And then my uh, 
Uh, oh, I like that. I see the resemblance too. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so I had my the battle royal. It was fun. I had a great time. And then I go in the back with the boys that were in the show, and they were like, "Oh, so how long you been working?" And I was like, "Oh, this is my first match." They were like, "Oh, it's uh, like your first match of the night?" They're like, "Nah." I was like, "I'm like, nah. This is my first match ever." They're like, "What?" Because I was doing a lot of stuff. Like I did a crazy spot where like I'm in a leg lock. And a little dude comes and tries to, a guy named Ariel Dominguez, who yeah. uh, wrestles for MLW, he comes and tries to, like, give me a move. And while I'm sitting on my butt, I give him a suplex. Yeah. Like, stuff that you don't freak out in the moment if you're not, like, truly a mark that loves wrestling and all yeah. this kind of thing. So, like, they were like, uh, so this is your first match ever? So I was like, yeah. It was like, you need to get into school right now. It's like, you got this. You can do this for real. I was like, what? All right, cool. So then I end up enrolling at uh, Team 3D Academy, the Dudley Boys School in, in Orlando. And, um, you know, end up getting my WWE tryout a few months later. And it went really well. So, you know what I'm saying? We'll see how that goes from here on out. Yeah, so if you don't know, now you know. Check out check out AJ Francis. Yeah, there it is. For people, because uh, Busey hit me up and he told me if I'm ever in town, come check out Sausage Wrestling, come to the house. I guess that was like a unofficial invite to one of these crazy parties, which I wasn't aware of. <laughs> um, but uh, and I definitely wanted because that was my first like that was my first exposure to so he like he DM me and then I went and looked at his page and it led me to the I'm like first thing I'm like why did this guy DM me? Because I went to his page I'm like I don't see any correlation of why he would DM me like a wrestling page. <laughs> and then somehow from his page I saw some wrestling i'm like oh what is this sausage wrestling thing then i saw how that was his thing and then slowly and i and i've known you already me and you've had random conversations this is the first time we're talking face to face for anyone that doesn't know yeah we've had random conversations in the dms and all my comments and whatnot so like we know each other a little bit and and i'm like wait is that that aj francis guy is the wrestler like i wasn't aware like i was putting two and two together now i'm like Oh, and you're part of the sausage dressing thing, so I definitely want to come and check it out. Yeah. But for people that can't come and check it out and aren't in that Orlando area like myself, because I, I once again, when I'm in that area, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Maybe we can link up. It's crazy that you've been on all Hell these yeah. WrestleManias and we never linked up, but we'll link up in person one day, <laughs> sooner or later. Uh, for but sure. Hey, this next lady is in Tampa, so I'll probably see you there. I'll be sure. there, man, and we'll actually get together and hang out and grab a beer or something. But. Uh, for people that can't watch sausage wrestling uh live like is there anywhere they can actually watch these shows so if you you can watch all my matches i post all my matches yeah sausage castle wrestling for the most but and they're all on my social media once again at aj francis 410 but mike likes to keep things very close to the vest okay so mike has all the footage of all the shows and i'm sure probably within the next year He'll release like a video DVD package where you can get all the videos or he'll like make a YouTube compilation of all the shows because he's had about 15 shows. But his thing is like he doesn't make the shows for wrestling fans. He makes the shows for the fans of his websites that come to his party. So in his mind, if you're not there, you shouldn't even see it. But he lets me post it because, you know, I pretty much run the whole damn thing. No, fair game. That's an interesting concept. And in my mistake, yeah, Sausage Castle Wrestling is not Sausage Wrestling. It's Sausage yeah. Castle Wrestling. Well, the website, the, <laughs> the, the Instagram is Sausage Wrestling. So, I, you know, that's... Yeah, that's, that's how I found it. Because I went, I went through Mike's page because he DM'd me. And I was like, okay, what's the correlation? Why does... Because it was really like, hey, you should come to my place if you're ever in town. I just This guy just invited him to his place. He's a interesting looking fella. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And yeah. then, I'm actually when I go down when I get out and when we're done and we go talk, I'm about to go hang out with him. Uh, we're here, well, I'm you him tell downtown. him that I really it's do a- want to come. I do want to come out there eventually. I do want to come hang out with you guys. I, I'm really intrigued by the whole situation. I saw the parties. They look like a great old time. <laughs> They're insane. <laughs> I definitely want to be You've there. never had a party like it. Yeah. Let me just ask you one, a couple more questions about your wrestling career before I, we dive into AEW really quickly because I haven't talked about AEW this week. What was the biggest obstacle for you, do you think, with this, trying to start training and everything? You know what's funny and and like the biggest obstacle is has has been other wrestlers and promoters. Yeah. Um to be honest with you, like I played in the NFL five years and if you ask anybody that plays in the that played in the NFL, they'll tell you. There's not like you're born to play in the NFL. Like ninety five percent of playing in the NFL is genetic. Yeah. You're either a top athlete in the world or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like your technique could be flawless, but if you can't keep up with these other athletes, you don't stand a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the coordination aspect of wrestling and everything and the fact that I've been a fan my whole life, like learning wrestling and how to chain wrestle and do all the moves and everything, that was easy for real. And the character part was easy because I've been making music and going on tours and performing in front of audiences that didn't know who I was for years already. So being able to translate that to wrestling is a lot easier because if I'm, if I'm a musician and I show up at a random festival and you don't know who I am, I got to win you over with my music and you're inclined to not like my music. But if you go to a wrestling show, you're inclined to like the wrestlers at the wrestling show. You bought in your mark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot easier in that aspect. But what happens is people hear ex-NFL player, wrestlers, and promoters, and they think I'm just some slap dick Tom, Dick, and Harry that, you know, it's another guy that somebody's just putting their name on the flyer to get people to come out to the show, not knowing that I can go. Yeah. I can work with anybody. If you put me in a ring with anybody on planet Earth right now, I can work with them for at least 15 minutes. Past 20, I might pass the hell out. But 15 solid minutes, I can go against anybody on this planet Earth. In a way, you're saying... That's the problem that I'm facing a lot with promoters. They they look at you more as someone that people are using as an attraction rather than the credibility of you as an in-ring worker, which you can actually do. And they're judging you beforehand. You're like, oh, this guy makes music, or this guy came from the NFL, rather than, oh, this guy can actually Uh go in the ring, and he's a good wrestling, and he grew up a wrestling fan, and he actually understands his business to that aspect. That's, that's, you know, and I think that a lot of other people might struggle with that, too. Go on. The the thing that comes from that is, like, what ends up happening is I go to these shows, and I get booked on these shows, and it happens every single time I go to a new promotion that I've never worked before. After the sh- after my match, the the boys in the back are like, "Whoa, yo! I expected you to be, you know, just another blundering idiot that didn't know how to do anything in the ring, but you can actually work." I'm like, "Thanks, bro. What's been your greatest experience in the wrestling industry so far? Um, I had a TLC match in Miami with Alex Ocean, um, Jake St. Patrick, um, uh, and a bunch of other guys uh, like that we tried to kill each other basically yeah. um uh the, we had a video go viral where alex ocean jumps off a 22 foot ladder and gives wow. me an elbow drop through a table uh like it was i, I wrestling is art we can understand that we yeah. can appreciate that the greatest form of like, art and athleticism that match to me that 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 match to me was was van gogh that match to me was 
everything. Are people I able wish to I check could do that match every night. Is, are people able to check that out anywhere online? Yeah, you can. Uh, well, yes, it's on um, Gorilla Press Media. They have it on their site, um, on YouTube, and it's also on my social media. Uh, once again, at AJ Francis 410. It's uh, down there. It's the TLC match at CCW. Like I said, there's a 20 fighter spot. There's a spot where I get my finisher off, an eight, off the apron through two tables. Uh, I go through like five tables in the match. I get like 20 chair shots. Uh, I do my take. I, I, that's another thing. Like, I'm six foot five, three hundred thirty pounds, and I do moon salts and you know topics you, lucidas and you all got, types of stuff. You gotta send me. You gotta send me this match. Maybe I'll share it myself on my page and before I post this video out there and get people know what, sure. what, what, what we're talking about here. Sure. That, that sounds intense. I don't know how I've been missing this stuff. I. I send social media all the time, but I definitely want to check it out. I also, I, I really do hope they drop some of that sausage, ca sausage castle wrestling stuff out because one of the last conversations you we had, you told me you just had your last match in a buried alive match, and God knows how that worked out. Yep. And I really want to see that one day. Yeah, I got, I, I, Sugar Bear got burned in a casket. Oh my God. Like that, like, I don't know what Mr. <laughs> Busey's doing, but he better drop this out one of these days because the fans want to see it. If they want an alternative, <laughs> they need to see the Sausage Castle Wrestling. I'm going to let you go soon because I know you want to go party. The last thing I quickly want to talk to you about is AEW. How are your initial thoughts about it? Did you watch this week? What were your thoughts about it this week? Uh, yeah, uh, AEW has been um off to a very good start um i think the last two weeks nxt has been better than aw but every week before that i think aw every every week before that i think aw has been better and um i i'm very excited for full gear um i don't understand i would love to work a match with marco stunt <laughs> i think that his little ass and my big ass could do a lot of cool things yeah uh you know uh, uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised from what I've seen with Darby Allen because, you know, only thing I ever saw from Darby, I never saw a full match of Darby Allen. I never saw him in person. Only thing I ever see is the clips of him trying to murder himself. Yeah. So, like, when I saw him actually work the match with Chris Jericho, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this guy can actually go. I respect to him. He's not just trying to kill himself at every single match. You know? Um, I've loved it. Um, shout out my boy Joey Janela, one of my homies, uh, he's been in Sausage Castle Wrestling. Has he? he? Wrestle it was that doesn't surprise wrestling. me. That doesn't surprise me that he's been there. He's the, he fits perfectly in there. I, you know who else has been there? Just a just a cavalcade of names that yeah. have been there. Joey Ryan, for sure. Dick Flip, for sure. Tinella, uh, uh, obviously, he's done commentary a few times. Kevin Gill's done commentary a few times. I had a title match against Bull James. He's been there. Sweet. He was at the last show. He comes all the time. Um, Brian Idol, who you may know from uh, the coughing scene uh, at, a, at the Evolve show on the WWE Network when Heyman showed up while he was coughing. Um, he is the current SCW champ, and he's been there a bunch of times. So it, it's actually like it started off as a rinky-dink backyard promotion. Yeah. And then once I got my hands on it a little bit, you know, I was able to turn that thing around. So you clearly got some creative booking side to you too that people haven't under haven't really let come out to the front forefront yet in the in the outside of Sasha's yeah. wrestling. But hopefully, maybe there's a career in that after wrestling, man. Seems like you got something there. Uh -huh. But I really I appreciate the show. I, I can't wait. I really appreciate having you on. I'm gonna let you do your thing. Um, enjoy your evening. I want to have you back on and talk to you for a longer period of time. I'm sorry I kept you waiting. Uh, I want to do like, a full show with you. We'll do that. Sooner than later. 
Um, maybe in the, we'll sure. plan it. I'll DM you. We'll plan it. But I see you're ready to go hey, out in your we, car. Hey, let me know. Maybe a weekend. We can talk that up for sure. No, hundred percent. It could be like a whole bonus episode. You got a lot of stories here, clearly that we need to be rolling with. Um, appreciate having you on, man. I'll let you go do your thing. Thank you. Um, I want to thank everyone that thank listened you. to this week's episode of the TBC Show. Where can they find you? Uh, find me on all social media: Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything at AJ Francis four one zero. Once again, that's at AJ Francis four one zero. And then, where can they find you on uh, your music and stuff as well? Uh, if you follow me on social media, all my music is in the bio link. Just click it. But you can also search uh, for my album, Free Agent, available everywhere on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube. It's everywhere. Check it out. Thank you very much, man. We'll definitely talk again. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy your evening, man. No, thank you, bro. And tell Mike Busey, I said, what you, up? See you soon. Have a good one. I will, for sure. Peace. Peace. And that's it for the TWC show. Only other things I want to say about AEW, the contract signing was great. Um, I enjoyed the tag team tournament. SCU winning was great. Tag team division's great in AEW. The women's division needs some help. I didn't get to talk about it a lot this week, but next week with Devin, we'll talk a lot more about AEW. And that is it for this week of the TWC show. Ooh, yeah, dig it. I need to get my ass to bed. This one way longer than I thought. Sorry. So, goodbye.